No more creepy library <laughs> talk. Um, so, since it's Halloween time, we're talking about creepy libraries. Um, let's uh, pick our two movies. What are they? I don't know why I'm yelling. Your face. My face. My face and my butt are both horror movies. Um, and they look alike. Yes! <laughs> See, now everyone knows what I know. Um, <laughs> why have you seen my butt? <laughs> Um, it's kind of impossible, like we lived in the same place for a really long time as siblings. Okay. Um, anyway, I mean, not your bear butt, Jesus. Oh, that's, that's what weird. I was like, what are you talking about? Stop it, weirdo. Okay, um, what movies did we decide to talk about today? Um, first, we're Final Girls. My favorite horror movie, I'm going to say it now, it is Surpass Fright Night. It is now my favorite horror movie of all time. You know, I say that, one, terrific. Two, like, definitely has fantastic repeat value. Three, has anybody seen this movie besides us? And if you haven't, go fucking watch it. Like, it's so freaking good. Well, what, I feel like it's one of those totally under the radar things, don't you? It's it's been building for a little while, actually. A cult following. Oh, okay. I'm starting to see more stuff on you know social media Good. about the movie. But what a lot of people don't realize is this is uh, the midnight movie that has basically dominated in San Francisco for the last five years. It's it's Rolling. it's the only yeah. It doesn't show all the time like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I know that it does repeat runs all the time in the city. I don't know if they're still doing it, but I know for a while that it was just one of those things. It just kept popping up in these um, like uh, repertory houses. And I think it's interesting that you know that, and I don't, considering I live 45 minutes away from there. It's because I went looking for it. That's why. I, somewhere along the way, Ooh, um, I was. Okay. I don't think I am anymore because he shut down his account, but I was Facebook friends with the director, and he's the one who posted about the midnight showings. Oh, that's very cool. And I don't know of any other movie that's been a midnight showing since, like, the 80s. Like, the last one seemed to be, like, I mean, The Wall and, and uh, Buckaroo Banzai. The, the other one is The Room. Oh, but right. But for totally okay. different reasons. Yeah. Right? I mean, it has a cult following for totally different reasons, and I'm not really sure it's worthy of being discussed by us. Yeah. it's So, The Final Girls is one of those that really hit hard at the festivals. People loved it. And Sony just got cold feet. I don't know why people are so cold about horror comedies. There have been many hits in the horror comedy world, but we've seen so much, so many of them just get barely released or go straight to video. And I actually believe this went straight to video, whereas our second film, Freaks of Nature, I think played one weekend, which is so bizarre because that huh. one was super expensive. That cost thirty million dollars. I can tell. But I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I can tell that it was expensive. So Final Girls wasn't very expensive. It was a $4.5 million movie, and they probably thought they could just make the money back in video on demand and, and physical copy sales. So, you know, mm-hmm. instead of investing $20 million to put in theaters, they must have just said, well, we don't have any names. The concept is kind of, you know, and, and horror comedies don't sell that well. Um, but the fact that Cabin yeah. in the Woods came out a few years earlier and did so well, and that was meta kind of breaking the fourth wall. I just, I just, I just really shocked they didn't bother to put this in any independent theaters. So we're not going to talk about that any further because we're going to talk about it on right. the next episode. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Like, this is my favorite 
genre of horror film or subgenre or whatever you want to call it um because i'm a fucking pussy like i'm so scared of scary movies like i do not like them i don't like to watch them do you remember how hard it was to get me to sit through uh like texas chainsaw massacre the remake oh right yeah that was rough for you remember you had to pause and walk away (laughs) you're like no i I gotta take a breather (laughs) i think not just one time but four times i had to do that before i could finish the movie like i am just a baby i don't uh, it's just just thinking about it it's kind of giving me the heebies so really the only way i can really enjoyably consume horror is when it is you know truly mixed with humor and the unconventional yeah it's so weird though because we went to a lot of horror movies together didn't we we saw like that one summer we saw halloween h2o the uh disturbing behavior you probably fucked me up man oh i'm sorry I didn't realize that was a thing. <laughs> but, see, those, but see, those are not, those, I mean, disturbing behavior, in my opinion, isn't the same. I mean, it is creepy, but it's also, it, it's not a full-on horror movie, in my opinion. It has some, you know, additional elements that make it, I don't know, it's just not what I think of as a horror film. Oh, okay. So, There's like, something enough that's unconventional about it, and and not directly horrifying that I can enjoy it. So, I, I realize there's probably very you know thin lines between these areas, but I don't know. That's what. I, that's it. Yeah, you never really watched the uh, the franchises during the '80s, like the Freddy, the Jason, uh, Sleepaway Camp, stuff like that. The Halloweens. Yeah. I mean, you, you like, like watch for, we watch some of the more humorous ones, or the fantastical. If they had a lot of cool special yeah. effects, you seem to be more into it. Yeah, I do. I mean, um, I'm definitely more into like, well, character development, which doesn't really exist too much in the horror genre, um, and also, yeah, I guess like uh, more story and special effects then i just i just don't like bloodbaths dude like i mean unless it's tarantino to the point where it's just ludicrous yeah like i just it just scares the freaking shit out of me like i'll watch leprechaun all day long (laughs) i have like i i know it's the dumbest shit ever but i have the like four movie box set because I will sit down and watch all those movies any day than to watch, like, a Rob Zombie movie. Oh, I don't watch those either because those are just... I, I don't like watching white trash <laughs> get cut up by white trash. But I remember it's at, just... at Scream, do you remember the, the family that was behind us or whatever, the group of girls that were behind us? And they're like, oh, my God, I've never seen so much blood in my life. And I swear, if I remember this correctly, you turned to me and goes, you, those are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Well, clearly I haven't changed much, have I? <laughs> really? I just said that again. Um, I mean, you know, we had present parents growing up, but uh, I do also, you know, it's not like you raised me, but you had a huge influence on, you know, uh, of the things I uh, consumed throughout my life. So you were heavily involved in... <laughs> In the things that... Anyway. Yeah, they were... 
<laughs> so, he's like a bad influence. All those drugs you gave me. I mean, VHS tapes with stupid movies. <laughs> Yeah, but instead it was like, yeah, bad movies and horror flicks. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I, I, mean, was jo- I was Jones's for some trash. I mean, clearly I did watch a lot of weird, not great stuff, sometimes really gross, like, I don't know, the early works of, like, Peter Jackson. Oh, God, you're the one who sat through Dead Alive and Dawn of the Dead. Wouldn't it freak me out? I couldn't do it. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. So this is the groundwork we're trying to lay to actually talk about Final Girls. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, I think it's important to, you know, delve into our mental uh, issues. Yeah, well, the reason <laughs> I my asked... my incapability of enjoying anything in the horror genre other than comedic elements right and and the reason I brought that up is because part of knowing Final Girls is knowing the Friday the 13th franchise you don't have to know the ins and outs but you know the basics and it's spoofing that yeah I mean the general you know uh, 80's horror shtick what have you yeah so do you know anything about the backstory on why this was created uh, no. You okay. want to tell me about it? Yes. Uh, you may not know the actor by name, but if you saw his face, you would know him. His name is Josh Miller. And he was a child actor in the 80s. And he was in, like, Near Dark, uh, Class of 1999, River's Edge, uh, Death Warrant. And then he kind of retired. And uh, his father is, um, oh, for fuck's sake. I forgot all of a sudden. His dad was the second priest in The Exorcist. Jason Miller uh, was his father, and his brother is uh, Lost Boys. Um, Jason Patrick is his brother. Oh. I can see some... I'm looking at a picture of him. I see some similarities. Oh. I definitely remember him as a kid. Like, yeah... But what he was trying to deal with is, A, his father died somewhat young. Um, And everybody would talk about him, but based solely around the movie The Exorcist. Because that was basically the only hit movie Mm. that he was in. And so he was always living with the fact that he lost his father too early. And that it was so connected to this one movie that the way to exercise Mm. that emotional thing that he was dealing with was to write this movie with his friend. And... uh, so that that's the parallels of the story is that it's about Tessa Farmiga and she loses her mother in a car accident and then years down the road they're having a revival showing of one of the movies she was in back in the 80s and like the movie she's most known yeah for. Camp what is it Camp Blood that's not right Camp I can't remember the name of the yeah. movie but whatever it is it doesn't really matter but it's Camp it, 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 Bloodbath and it has one of these meta moments where they go into the movie, kind of like, you know, with uh, Last Action Hero and something like that. Or uh, these little turn of events that she ends up in the movie, but because her and all her friends know the rules of the movie, especially Duncan, Thomas Middlebit, Middleditch from uh, Silicon Valley, knows everything mm-hmm. about this movie, everything about this franchise, and just the genre in general, and they yeah. get to play Plus, with those rules. Yeah. He's also obsessed with the movie, specifically the, that movie, and he's the one who did the like 
the the reunion movie and, 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 you know, begged her to be involved, which got them all wrapped up in this situation. Yeah, and basically, the, the reveal, I didn't know anything about this movie. I just know that I liked Malin Ackerman because I thought she was funny. And uh, it just seemed like an interesting, like, I don't know, something about it. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a slasher parody. But I didn't know that it was meta. So as I'm discovering the first time, as they're playing with the rules and you see, like, they hit the words on the screen and stuff like that, or they trip over the words on the screen, mm-hmm. it has a yeah. lot of fun. It's, and it's, it is a little show-off-y. Um, for a low-budget movie, I kind of respect that, that he's trying all these cool angles and camera tricks. But I'll tell you this, on a projector, it made me fucking nauseous. <laughs> that camera moving oh. constantly. Yeah, that's rough. I don't like that kind of stuff either, but I did not watch it on a projector, yeah. so it's okay. But it's it's really um, intelligent how it deals with the rules. Yeah. It's very funny, but it's also very emotional. The root of it is very yes. grounded in uh, these mm-hmm. these tormented feelings that Josh Miller was dealing with. Yeah, and you can you can feel that like he really hopefully this really was truly cathartic for him because I think that he really got a lot of that emotion comes through definitely. Yeah, it is the only horror movie that has ever made me cry, and I tear up every single. I've seen it like fourteen times now, and every single time I tear up, and I don't know why. I haven't lost a parent as of this recording. Don't don't play with anything, God. Um, I mean, I think the concept of loss in some way is universal, regardless of, like, you know, who or what we have lost. It is it is something that all people can relate to in some way on a super deep level. Hello, thank you, psychology degree. <laughs> well, um, do you think it's also the fact that you and I are both very empathetic? We are talking about this before the recording. I didn't know yeah. only 25% of the population is, would be considered empathetic. And I think it's not just how they play the story, it's who is doing it, too, because I truly believe yeah. everything out of Madeline Ackerman and Taysa uh, Formiga. They're great. Yes, I agree. Um, and, you know, the thing is, like, you know, there's a great supporting cast. None of these people are, like, super famous. I mean, some maybe some of these people would be considered household names. I don't think so. Most of them have familiar faces that, you know, we have seen in many, many shows and movies and projects and appreciate them. Um, but I think they did a good, a, it was a good choice to not have huge stars but you know maybe that is also because it wasn't a huge budget movie that you know that is a a normal thing that they do in um horror films is to get you know a lot of like kind of up-and-comers from tv shows and stuff like that so i think they were kind of following the formula that is normal to the horror movie genre. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that was basically cast- established established in 1996 because the craft and screen changed the rules. Because they're like, yeah. well, let's just fill that's this with true. teen actors that we are familiar with from some hot show or something like that. And, and that's the way it's been ever since, basically. Yeah. So, um, but I did think that there was a lot of interesting stuff and, uh, you know, the behavior and... I mean, you know, of course they have the stereotypical, like, 
character and like I don't know the slutty girl or whatever the party girl but but played by super unconventional people like who believes Adam Devine is like the jock yeah I know and I don't even <laughs> but like even through the whole movie you're just like mm, I don't know dude um, and then like I'm never I don't she kind of has a familiar face but but I don't know really who she is the one who plays Tina like the party girl or whatever Fuck, she's so she, just, she is gold she is so she, hilarious she is so so committed to her character and like I I read that she you know when she did her like totally whacked out bizarre like dance sequences that she pounded like a bunch of Red Bull and just like fucking candy and sugar and shit just so that she would be like so like whack that she uh, was like really I don't know it's just like that's a bizarro commitment the facial expressions the things she said her like uh, it was just it's just a lot of fun I love the fact that my favorite line in the whole movie is, why does he hate my boobs? <laughs> <laughs> there was so many good lines in there, and I just wonder how much of it like, was scripted and how much of it was improvised, um, because it just still just felt so like... Like in the moment, authentic, you know. Yeah, and there I mean, does seem to be a lighter. They're actors. So. Yeah, it's, it does seem like there's a lighter tone to how they filmed it. Like they had room to improv yeah. the dialogue scenes. Yeah, it says the cast was encouraged to go off script, so there was a lot of imp- improvisation, which totally makes sense when you're working with someone like Thomas Middleditch and Adam Devine. Oh my God, have you Especially. seen Jexy yet? No, I'm afraid to because it looks really stupid. No, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was a okay. riot. And he All looks right. like he's having so much fun because he's improving a lot of it. Um, but that's kind of like his golden talent is that he can just take these scenes and just twist yes. them. Just, it's so strange. Yeah. I love the part where he's just like... <laughs> okay, Alexander Ludwig, I did not realize, was the little boy from the Escape from Witch Mountain movie. Um, with uh, Dwayne Johnson, oh, yeah. boy, did he shoot up! He's like I know, seven foot I tall. know him more from like Hunger Games was one of the more recent stuff. But dude, yeah, he he had a nice glow up there from his childhood. Um, it's Ooh. not. It doesn't help, by the way, that he's also in a movie from the same year called The Final Girl. I know, Are you right? It's Which just like, also. It's not bad. Has anyone seen that? Yeah, it's not bad. I saw oh, okay. it uh, last year. But it is confusing. Yes. Um, but when he is explaining to uh, Adam Devine's character that he has two dads, and he's like, what? That's bullshit. I mean, why yes. would you want to do that? I mean, it sounds like it'd be kind of fun and stuff like that. It'd like, be really cool. And just <laughs> wander off into weirdo zone. <laughs> I, just thought, I also thought it was really progressive that they just like, it was no big deal. I have two dads. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, I appreciate in storylines where... You know, it doesn't, oh, like a a lesbian, a bisexual, you know, a person, an LGBTQ person, like, is in the story, but it's just, it is. It it just is. I'm still waiting for a gay action star, and I don't fucking understand why in 2020 we still don't have this. Is this really that hard to buy that a gay man can be tough? Really? I, I don't know. 
I suppose that's a conversation for a whole nother day, but um, but you're right. I did like that part, and I really appreciated like the nuances of you know of the differences between the time that they came from and the time that they went back to yeah. the differences between the 2000 somethings and the 1980s well what I also enjoyed and they never made a single deal about it there wasn't like a subtle pass or whatever but Blake uh, played by Tori Thompson um, and him he has chemistry with Gertie played by Alia Shawkat Alia Shawkat's from Arrested Development right is she the girl from Arrested yes okay. and lots of other things well yes. I, haven't, I, I know she's on some show on TBS or something like that I haven't seen um Search party, I think really it's called. Good, yeah. yeah, but um, that they have yeah. chemistry, yeah. but they never talk about. Because back in the eighties, nobody had that. They didn't have an interracial relationship back then. But they were smart oh, enough just to sure. pass. They just passed over it. Yeah. But I no do. No comment. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything to say. About no, but that, I just thought yeah, I thought I, that I, was I, really yeah. uh, smart of the director. A lot of things here. They they play with the rules a lot. Like Paula is supposed to be the the rebel girl who becomes the hero, and it goes wrong so fast. She's killed instantly in a car accident, <laughs> and it's just the way they keep moving the pieces around. Like okay, well start telling the backstory, and then it comes down from the sky, right. whatever, and they end up in the back. Like that's how they escape the villain. I just thought the way that they knew the rules, but how they played it. Because they didn't just do a spoof. Because spoof and parodies are so on the nose. It's yeah, more they of... They really played with the rules. Yeah, and it's not tongue-in-cheek, because it's played pretty mm-hmm. straight, except maybe Thomas Middlejitch. Um But it is a comedy, and it is co- kind of playing with it in a spoof way, but it's not so obvious. And that's what I really enjoyed. Yeah. And, like, even though we've talked a lot about this movie and given away some of the, like, you know, fun surprises, I do still think that there's a lot, you know, that we haven't, like, given away uh, that I was just, the best thing that you ever said to me was, go watch this movie, don't look up anything about it. Yeah. don't find out anything you need to go into this blind so we've given away some stuff but still if you haven't seen this like go go watch it right away and just yeah don't read anything more (laughs) yeah because it's not it's not really the gimmick's only gonna last once the reason I've seen it so many times is because the cast is so good I mean the right can be good and you still screw it up with the wrong actors but here's someone that I appreciate I don't know if people are a fan of her I've never seen the show she was on but Nina Dubrev from uh, was it Vampire yeah. Diaries? I think she yeah. is great in this, and she's even better. And I can't believe this franchise is getting better. It's still not great, but the Triple X series, <laughs> she's in the newest one, and she's fucking yeah, hilarious. You know, sh- I think that that show, um, that you know, Vampire Diaries, you know, has elements that you know you can enjoy. Mostly, it's just like cheesy and kind. Of, that's kind of why I like it because it's so absurd. Yeah, is it so? I've watched. Uh, yes, very soapy. Um, and I probably watched more seasons than I should ever admit to. But after a while, it really didn't, you know, do her justice. And it was right, it was smart of her to leave before it ended. Yeah. And she's done some, she's done some movie, other movies that I found enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I do think that she's a, a good actress that, uh, probably doesn't get, the, the work that she deserves, but, right. but her role here could have different things. Yeah, her role here could have been one note, 
But I think her and the director mm-hmm. got together yeah. and like, we cannot play it this way because there's a scene later where it matters that she has more substance. And I, um, yeah. I think if it was played by a lesser actress, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is like, even though it's a short movie that, you know, again, is a horror movie and very, very seldom do characters in horror movies have any depth, growth, um, substance this movie overall you know really uh goes against that normality now they've talked about doing a sequel to this which i never want them to do it's one and Mm -hmm. done for me but in a weird way the director todd strauss shulman did do a sort of sequel and it was called isn't it romantic where rebel wilson goes into romantic comedies knowing the rules so they almost seem like they're siblings yeah i can see that and i will say that I found that movie to be very enjoyable. Yeah, it was better than so I expected, funny. yeah. Oh, much, much better than I expected. And it was just so, just like so much funnier than I anticipated. Uh, and again, with Adam Devine. But um, anyway, I guess I can kind of see that. I would hate for them to make a sequel because I, it just, I mean, it can't, it can't work again. No. Right. This the 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 surprises and stuff can't work again. Well, it's the emotional hook. The emotional hook is why it's needed. Yeah. It does have good repeat value, despite the fact that you know, of course, you can only have that surprise once. But you're right. The the acting, the storyline, and the emotional um, depth of this movie um, make it uh, enjoyable for repeat viewing. And I will just say also that Tassa Farmiga um you know she I I mean I think her mo- most notable role really was it has been on American Horror Story which <clears throat> I like but also hate because it's so fucked up. <laughs> I've never um, seen it. <laughs> but the very first season with I mean she's in several seasons but the very first season she's in uh, is just it's she's she's amazing she's I think she's just you know maybe a little bit of an underappreciated or just you know still still young in her career figuring stuff out yeah. but well, she's I mean, a really good actress well her older sister uh, I think the well, oldest of sister course. Vera it took her a while too Oh yeah, and she's genius. She's a great actress. Yeah. So, um, yeah. the only last thing I'll say about this is the score is really cool retro synth music. And sometimes I'll just sit there and play it on my phone because they have the soundtrack up on Spotify. It's just really cool mood hmm. music. I don't generally like that kind of thing, but I'll trust you. Okay. <laughs> Our second film is also from Sony Pictures. Also, 2015. Also. Don't, <laughs> and they're both so they're they're so entertaining. Also, and, awesome. Yeah, Freaks of Nature is really heavily relying on the improv. I mean, it's very expensive, yeah. but you know they hired all of these. I mean, this is like a murderer's row of improv actors. Yeah. Were you shocked? Did yes. you know anybody that was in it ahead of time, or were you reading the cast going, "What? No, him too, her too." I. Well, no, I mean, I had, I think literally I've only seen, like, 
the cover, the like movie poster before and but never focused enough on any detail of it to know what it was about, who was in it. Um, and then you were like, and I, and I even, it took a little, like, no, really, you should watch it. It's perfect. And then, yeah, I'm looking at all this and I'm like, this person's in it? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Keegan Michael Key and Joan Cusack and Bob Odenkirk. And it's like pretty much half the cast are, you know, comedians who, like, that's what they, that's all they do is improv and, you know, amazing stand-up comedians and hilarious people yeah it's I like mean, there was uh, very... uh it's like james gunn and uh damn it i can't remember the, the, the guy who does all the improv movies you know waiting for goffman best in show um yeah the hell's his name mr jamie lee curtis yeah that's it What's just cool? kidding uh chris Guest, thank you, oh, Christopher shit. Guest. Christopher Guest. It's yes. as if those two got together and decided to make a movie because it's got that wild and crazy chaotic energy, but it also has these long scenes of just silly improv. Like the dialogue and the behavior is so goofy, and yet there's real dramatic weight to what's actually going on. There is, so it's not just the, the we're gonna have spoilers here. Um, it's not just the fact that there's a war between all the different people and the fact that aliens come down. It's not just that. There is that third layer under all the improv, all, uh, under all the special effects and action, where it's about three teenagers who have different streams, you know, like these stories or whatever. Um, and they're all metaphors, of mm-hmm. course. Josh Fatum, uh, I don't know who he is, but he's fantastic as Ned the zombie. I know. He's so great. His whole thing is about being uh, a lost kid who's not appreciated by his parents, so he gets in with the wrong gang. Uh, The brains are metaphors for drugs. You know, he can't think straight when he's on the brains. You know, I thought that was a really great storyline. Mackenzie Davis. I I did think that, like, the exchange, like, uh, the exchange between him and... And, oh, God, what's her name as the zombie was just one of the funniest fucking things I had ever seen. Oh, Mae and Whitman? Like, uh, Mae Whitman is like, I wasn't expecting her to only be in, like, two scenes of the movie, but she was fucking funny, the whole thing. But, uh, anyway, yes, yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, going. he's sitting there talking to her, and, and he's telling her, you don't feel anything? This doesn't bother you? I mean, that's what he wants. He wants to stop feeling that pain. So right. the brains, the whole zombie thing is basically a metaphor for, like, heroin. So this movie is a little deeper than I anticipated. Well, yeah, and also Mackenzie Davis, who's the only girl I know, or the only uh, of the three that I know, because I'm a huge fan of Halt and Catch Fire. Um, Mackenzie Davis is, she has a storyline where she wants to be with the cool, you know, like the the rebel without a cause kind of guy. You know, the Dylan of the 90210 kind of, you know, that kind of guy. And what a her metaphor is a little more obvious. Hers is just about, you know, like yes. sleeping with the wrong guy, losing her virginity, and she's forever plastered as a slut. I wish they had never said the word vampire slut because that's too on yeah. the nose. If they had just stuck with like vamp, oh, you're a vamp now. That is the metaphor for slut. They were too on the nose yeah. with that one. Yeah. But her emotional pain is so palpable. I think she's the best thing in this movie. She's a. I haven't seen that show. Like it's on my list of things to watch, but I've seen her in some movies and stuff, and she's she's pretty good. 
Um, do you know the main Even kid? Even though Terminator Dark Fate makes no sense. I know. Whatsoever. I haven't got around to watching it. It's sitting in the voodoo because Jacob got it, but I, I just can't bring it because the last one with Genesis was so, like, what? Why? Yeah. Why does this exist? I watched it. It was okay. Right. Anyway, as every Terminator movie, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that don't make sense, but whatever. Um, the the I mean, he looks kind of familiar to me, but mostly I think it's because he looks like John Cusack. Oh, you know what? I had... I had that weird feeling that you remind me of somebody else, and that that must be it. But um, he plays the but Everyman. He's been in a decent amount of movies that I've seen. Yeah. You know. For me, he seemed too generic. I was like, this is the mistake they make with a lot of these movies, is where the lead is the yeah. doll one. Everybody around him is interesting. But on second, right. on the second viewing of this, about halfway through, I figured out what his metaphor, what his storyline is, and it's more complicated than the other two. It's not as obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's about just being lost and not knowing who you are, and that you're just jumping from one right. thing to another, thinking that's where you're supposed to be in life. So you know, he has the baseball, he has the girl he's after, <laughs> yeah. but, but what it really is is he doesn't know who he is until that moment where he changes. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah, he's he one of those out. people who just keeps trying different things and keeps changing. I mean, I had friends like that in high school was that would like. Like, for example, every boyfriend that they had, they would completely change their personality to match that boyfriend wow. or, or whatever. He keeps he keeps uh, changing to try to figure out his place. Uh, and I get that. Like, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, they all have really relatable, you know, teen issues, but are presented in, you know, a supernatural kind of way. I did think to myself, like, okay, all this shit's going on, and then you've got to be fucking kidding me. There's aliens now too. Okay, <laughs> can this get can this movie get any more, just like over the top ridiculous? And because they're dealing with, you know, vampires, werewolves, uh, zombies, like humans, and all the like, you know, division between all those things. Uh, there is, like you said before, a lot more money was spent on special effects for this movie than um, than Final Girls because Final Girls doesn't require that to tell its story. Well, I think what what matters though in this movie is yes, there is excitement and it moves, and there's a lot of uh, funny action sequences and a few scary ones. But what really matters is the quiet moments. When the movie just stops and it's just those three trying to figure out what to do and they're dealing yeah. with their personal problems yeah. and stuff like that, that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. There's that scene. What yeah, I, what really movie... cemented it for me, yeah. I think, is when they're down in that, uh, like, what is it, a water tank or something like that? And yeah, it's just yeah. Dag and... Uh, Petra and they're talking about this thing from years ago where they where he lied and said he made out with her and at a party. Oh and yeah. There's such a mm-hmm. raw, uncomfortable thing to all of that. That was like this is the movie right here. This yeah. is it's just under all the silliness there's real raw emotion. Yeah, and when he's telling his story about kind of uh, you know, what happened to Ned and um, kind of how things uh, you know, just a sad moment for Ned and, and sort of then how their friendship splintered, which was, you know, all his all his fault, Dag's fault, and he, he recognizes that. But, um, yeah, there was some really, like, uh, nice moments of awareness and stuff, and 
And then, like, just Ned as a zombie who who gets smarter the longer he stays away from brains. Just has some of the damn funniest lines ever. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, so, like, here's the, the actors who basically come in and improv and be silly, just real quick before we wrap this up. Uh, we have Keegan-Michael Key as, like, the fucking gold star winner right here. His oh my scene God. in the His teacher's head. lounge is so... I hard. know! Over the goddamn donuts! And it's just like, <laughs> oh my God! He's... I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of, like, uh, Key and Peel, and I've seen not everything he's done, but a lot of his movies because he really is just like improv is something he excels at, and he was really pretty. I mean, he was like every scene he's in, he like kind of steals it. You know? Yeah, he's so lonely and sad, and his frustration with the world because yeah. he's lonely and sad comes out in the silliest ways. But, yeah, um, it's just like so interesting how many comedians um, really show up for. I mean, not really very big parts. They must have just seen like the 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 value of it and yeah. how like fun it could be. It's like I thought Dennis Leary was hilarious. Oh my god, those sideburns like, are absurd. Bob Odenkirk. And Joan Cusack as like dad's like bizarro hippie parents, <laughs> and like the so so awkward conversations that they're trying to like explain to him things that I won't give away because it's an important part of the storyline. Right. You just like it is. You think they're telling him something that it's not right. what but they're do telling you think, him, and you, do you realize think that his oh dad has the same thing, or maybe his mom has yeah. the same thing. Well, it's just weird that yeah. that, that never bothered to show up though, because they probably could use it. I know. True. Uh, we have Rachel but Harris. How else would they know? Yeah. Oh God, Rachel Harris. Oh my God. I mean, I wish that she, you know, got a little bit more screen time because I think she's a genius. But um, I don't know who the fuck is this guy, Ian Roberts. Do you know who he, he is? He is from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Okay, he was so funny. God damn. When he's explaining oh his own death, it's fucking hilarious. And I'm still oh alive. Why am I wake up? Damn it. <laughs> And, like, the uh, so Chaz Sr. as the dad, he was just so, like, fucking funny. And then, then Chaz Jr., and they all end up being fucking zombies. And it's just, like, all oh, so bizarre. But their bonding is just so great. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize until now that Pat Healy was the one who was, like, the zombie leader. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much more sense now, like... How bizarre and funny it was! You know, I, I, he's the Tom reason. Oswald, I think it hit, it's been years now, oh, so I can say sorry. it. He's the reason I stopped doing interviews. That was the most miserable interview I've ever done in my life. I, you're cutting out so much I can't understand anything you said. Oh, I said that uh, the episode that I did with Pat Healy back in 2015 uh, was the most miserable uh-huh. episode I've ever done, and I, that's why I stopped doing interviews. I'm sure he's a fine person, but he must have been just in a mood that day or something. It was just so depressing and so he hardly ever let me talk. Oh god damn it! Can, can you pause for a second? That is disappointing. It sounds like he may be a sad man or hasn't had the greatest experiences in his career. 
Yeah, but I mean that was five years ago, of course. But uh, I really like him as an actor. But that that interview just didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. So I thought it was just best to continue with people I know. <laughs> so at least yeah. we had something more Maybe. to talk about. Maybe you certainly don't need surprises like that. <laughs> no. Well, there was that brief moment where I was like a star fucker. I don't know what it was because uh, I had that interview yeah. with John Lear and it went so goddamn well. And then I just did like six or seven after that, and then it just kept getting worse every time because either it was my fuck up or the interview just didn't go well. I had one guy get drunk while I was interviewing him. What? Can you tell me who it is, or is that inappropriate? Inappropriate because I'm still friends with him. It's just he clearly had a bad day when he was drinking. Tell me later because I need to know. My favorite of your interview, you know which one's my favorite. I don't know, Joey? Bob Clendenin, where I fuck up and say Bob Bob I practiced before too. I practiced so many times. Bob Clendenin, and he even like talked to me on Twitter. Did he? Probably doesn't. Yeah. Oh, but um, we decided we were best friends. Okay. <laughs> no, I just kept practicing to say his name, and then for some reason I got super fucking nervous, and I just started saying "Pog." Yeah. I had to re- I had to stop it. I apologized to him, and I recorded again, and I fucked it up again. And he goes, "It's okay." Oh and I, man! And then we made jokes about it. He goes, "Well, I've been called all sorts of things." So I was like, "Have you ever called Bob Rhododendron?" And he laughed, and it was all oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that people expect nerves uh you know even if he's not like i don't know super famous he's still like you know uh sort of famous and i'm sure it happens well here's the thing is i don't get excited yeah i don't want to interview anybody that's famous because they're famous i want to interview people that i respect their work and i a huge fan of bob and what he does, and especially right. John, but John had like uh, an easy to pronounce name, so it went off really well. But the first thing he said was, "Is that your dog right there?" And I go, "Yeah, that's Willow." And he's like, "Oh, what a beautiful dog!" So we're already set. I was in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> and we're on video. Yeah, see, I couldn't, I couldn't see Bob either. And then the same thing with Pat. Thank God, oh. Pat Healy couldn't see me because I was like, oh, I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- not to divert more, but. Uh, yeah, you have always been like a huge fan of him, John Lear, and like love his work. So that I'm glad that you had a good experience. But this with movie, some of the people that yeah. you really liked. Anyway, this movie is just loaded to the gills with people I like because you and I are like, uh, we we don't like the main comedians usually. We like the comedians, comedian. You know, um, the guys that are really yeah. consistent performers but have never been stars. Like, I take your Dane Cook. And I will take Dana Gould. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dana Gould. Dana Gould. Yeah, Dana Gould. Yeah, but it's just, it's kind of yeah, sucks I that this mean, movie was dumped. And, and the director hasn't really done much since. The writers are, I've been doing some shows, I think. Like, I think they're working on Queen of the South on USA or something like that. But I, I just feel like, I just feel like they, they, they all, those should be household names too. All, all the directors and writers of both of these movies should have been bigger after this. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand the entertainment industry. What I do glean is that none of it makes any sense, and everyone mostly sucks. Uh, so uh, to, to be a person who, you know, dr- dreams of, 
you know, being a, a, a writing movies and directing movies and having these great experiences, and then they get shit on and disregarded, and then hardly anyone sees your movie, and it just it. I can imagine how heartbreaking that could yeah. be. Maybe it broke his spirit. And I hope that's not the case in that, you know, maybe he can forge ahead in the future. But uh, I can see that a lot of, you know, it's painful. And so many things that are remarkable don't get any attention. And then a bunch of garbage makes tons of money. So I don't know. The whole industry is super confusing. And I feel for those people who that is their life. Um, but regardless, thank you, whatever your name is. I'm sorry, I don't know who is but, responsible for this enjoyable film. I'll say this. When you look at the formula of Freaks of Nature, don't you see a Marvel yeah. movie? Because it's got the action, it's got the comedy, it's got the pathos, uh, and he can handle a big cast. I, I feel like he should be handed a Marvel movie. Uh, I don't know if I see that, but uh, I definitely see like a lot, a lot of potential. I mean, the 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 film quality, the special effects quality, the the you know the writing, the I mean the, the whole package is really well done and really enjoyable. And they just you know he deserves better. He is a, well, was, since the show ended. The only thing he has recently is he was a story editor for one season of Mr. Robot. Hmm. So at least there's that. At least you're still, because I know some directors who do, well, look at James Gunn. Remember after, uh, yep. uh, what was the horror movie? Yep. Damn it, what am I thinking of? Slither. 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 We thought that was amazing, and, and then it took years, though, for him to get up and I running. Know. I mean, there's a lot of people, I'm not saying that we're like the most astute people, but I do think that we pay attention to things that other moviegoers don't, and I feel like we are very, very often like aware of, of the talent and like the, the awesomeness before other people are and there's so many people that we enjoy and admire that we're just like just waiting for their moment you know yeah. like it's gonna be their time it's gonna be their time like i've just like i cannot wait for zachary levi to finally like get the respect that he deserves and and get more notoriety and then finally you know he's getting some more you know accolades because of shazam but it's just like he was doing such great work like way before that you know and and jeff or uh james gunn and just so many people that yeah i was terrified for him that like that was it and he finally was able to get a get beyond that but i know it's crazy um i'll say this the writer of this oren i'm not gonna say it right oren uziel um, okay. He did do another movie. He wrote and directed a movie in 2017 called Shimmer Lake, which is a Netflix original, which I've seen, and it's really fucking good. It has mm. Rain Wilson and Benjamin mm. Walker. Oh, and Ron Livingston. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, this is a good movie. Benjamin Walker. Who's that? He was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, <laughs> fucking movie I'd never God, want to see. That movie sucked. So bad. What was it? There was a... Okay, there was well, a, that makes... I'm going to say there's a parody or a spoof. Around that same time, they did another one like that where it was like, um, ah, damn it. What was the president in the uh, World War II in the wheelchair? Oh, I can't think of this. 
Roosevelt? Yeah. Um, it was like uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Or no, it was FDR, American Badass. And it was played by Barry oh Boswick, God. and he has a wheelchair, and he's hunting werewolves, and it's, it's such a... Okay, I kind of... I kind of would like to watch that. It's fucking hilarious because they know. But that... I think Barry Bostwick is like comedy gold. Oh so god, is he know. good? Those those Scorpion King movies are terrible, but he's in one of them and he's fucking hilarious. Mm. How do we get here? Hey, how do we get back? Um, I don't know. <laughs> so I probably say that. should. That mean that probably means we should just wrap. We up. should. We do this all the time. Okay, so the next episode is Cabin in the Woods and. Uh, Oh shit! Versus evil. Tucker uh, and Dale Tucker, versus evil. Tucker and Dale versus evil. Uh, I cannot wait to do those. That's so it's much the best fun. movie of all time. <laughs> oh really? Are you are you saying that right now? Um, listen, dude, this is one of my favorite movies ever. You're, you got me to watch it. I was kind of on the fence, it and you brought never, it over. <laughs> it never loses repeat value for me. I watch it every year on Thanksgiving, which is probably the dumbest thing to say that it is our tradition Thanksgiving movie. But it just happened, so I embraced it. That's funny. Both of us have a Christmas and a Thanksgiving teen movie tradition. We have Better Off Dead on Christmas and apparently Tucker and Dale Mm -hmm. vs. Evil on Thanksgiving. I like traditions. Tradition! You you know, some things should just stay. They should continue. Anyway, and with that, I guess I will watch my Thanksgiving movie, Halloween. (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Check us out. Okay. Check us out on Facebook under Video Night Podcast. We are the spinoff of that, but you know what? We're pretty fucking rad. Maybe I'll, I'll create a whole page for this show itself because I've had a lot of fun. Maybe. And we'd really like, we would love to have some interaction and have some, like, I don't know, tell us some movies that you would like us to watch. Yeah, we love finding because... gems. Oh, some of those lost yes, gems. Yes, please. Please share your favorites with us, and, and we, we love to try new stuff yeah. and... I want to know if, ladies uh, and gentlemen, you, The Fabulous Stains is good. I want to know. You haven't seen it before? No, I've never seen it. We'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll talk, cool. I've seen it. I'll tell you. All right. Okay. Uh, everybody, have a good night. Bye.